Today's broadcast of Bagels and Blessings has been previously recorded at an earlier time. Shalom Chaverim, that's Hebrew for hello friends, and Shabbat Shalom, that's Hebrew for Sabbath peace. This is Ethel Chadwick. Welcome to another week of Bagels and Blessings. A few months ago, I got to speak with my buddy, Jamie Ellen de Oliveira, and we had a lovely conversation, and you're going to hear that shortly. So sit back, relax, and I'll be right back. and Blessings is a ministry of Congregation Shema Yisrael. We are a Messianic congregation made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the promised Messiah. Our services contain Jewish liturgy and Davidic dancing, and we celebrate the Feasts of Israel. We meet at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton, and our services are Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Please join us for worship, and while you are in the building, be sure to check out the Fig Tree Messianic Bookstore and Gift Shop. Now open Mondays from 6 to 8 p.m., Tuesdays by appointment, Wednesdays from 3 to 8 p.m., Thursdays from 3 to 6 p.m., and up to 30 minutes after services on Saturdays. You can call the Fig Tree Bookstore at 585-484-7775. The Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop is a great place for books, CDs, cards, jewelry, and so much more. So be sure to check them out when you visit Congregation Shema Yisrael. And now, when you make a purchase at the Fig Tree Bookstore, you can fill out a raffle ticket. Those names will be drawn for a prize from Bagels and Blessings. So those of you in the Rochester area, be sure to visit Congregation Shema Yisrael in the Fig Tree Bookstore and fill out your ticket for a chance to win a prize from Bagels and Blessings. This is Jonathan Sattel, and you are listening to Bagels and Blessings. All right, this next song really has me jumping around and dancing, and it's all about a revival plan. Praise the Lord. That is our method of survival. That's our method of victory. Praise him. Here's Greg Silberman. Revival, 
Praise him, that's the battle plan. Praise him now, it's wartime. Praise him on the front lines. Praise him, revival. Praise him, that's the battle plan. Praise him now, it's wartime. Praise him on the front lines. Praise him, Jehoshaphat, cry to the God of Jacob, cry to the God of Israel. The enemy is rising up against me, but yours is the face I seek. The Spirit of the Lord came up upon them, said this is the battle plan. Battle's not yours, it belongs to the Lord. Salvation's coming to your hands. Revival! Praise Him, that's the battle plan. Oh, praise Him now, it's wartime. Praise Him on the front lines. Bound up in prison while preaching God's gospel grace. They love Yeshua more than their own lives. So in the night hour they praise. Then God's earthquake shook off the shackles and listen what the Spirit speaks. This battle's not yours it belongs to the lord and whom the sun sets free is free indeed yeah revival praise him that's the battle plan praise him now it's war time praise him on the front lines praise him was to see her slain but just as it was in days of old the lord wants to hear our praise yeah the spirit of the lord come up upon us said this is revival plan this battle's not yours it belongs to the lord salvation isn't close at Dr. Greg Silverman, and you're listening to Bagels and Blessings. And now here's Joel Chernoff, Baruch Adonai.
ברוך אדוני, אלוהי ישראל, אדוני, לשים הזדמנות. ברוך אדוני, אלוהי ישראל, אדוני, לשים הזדמנות. מן העולם, בת העולם, פריסוס נאים, forever and again. מן העולם, בת העולם, לשים הזדמנות. God of Israel Hey! So let the nation sing and praise Him And Israel will say Amen Sing all you nations Hallelujah And Israel will say Amen So let the nation sing and praise Him And Israel will say Amen Sing all you nations Hallelujah And Israel will say Amen And Israel will say Baruch Adonai Elohim Israel Adonai Blessed is the Lord Baruch Adonai Elohim Israel Adonai Blessed is the Lord Min ha'olam Blood ha'olam Praise his name Forever and again But ha'olam, blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel Hey! So let the nation sing and praise Him And Israel will say Amen Sing all you nations, Hallelujah And Israel will say Amen So let the nation sing and praise Him And Israel will say Amen Hallelujah And Israel will say Amen And Israel will say Min ha'olam Bad ha'olam Praise his name But ha'olam, blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel Hey! So let the nation sing and praise Him And Israel will say Amen Sing all you nations, Hallelujah And Israel will say Amen So let the nation sing and praise Him And Israel will say Amen Hallelujah And Israel will say Amen Baruch Adonai Elohim Israel Adonai Blessed is the I'd like to thank Excellent Air Heating and Cooling for sponsoring Bagels and Blessings. Give them a call today at 585-889-7840. They're a family-owned and operated business. Their prices are fantastic. They will take care of your air conditioner in the summer and your furnace in the winter. Give them a call today because they love the Lord and they are excellent. Excellent Air Heating and Cooling, 585 
889-7840. As I sit here in my home studio, we are in the middle of Hanukkah and enjoying every moment. And soon, people all around the world will be celebrating Christmas. And some people truly know that Yeshua is the Messiah. Others are just going through the motions. But there are so many beautiful songs this time of year. And of course, everyone knows the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Here is Deborah Kleine and Turno singing that beautiful song. Enjoy. Shall come to thee, O Israel. 
Again, that was Deborah Kleine and Turno. This is Ethel Chadwick. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Stay tuned for my interview with Jamie Ellen de Oliveira. Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Shema Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Your tax-deductible contributions will help keep this program on the air. Make checks out to Shema Yisrael, that's S-H-E-M-A-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L, and please put Bagels and Blessings on the memo portion of your check. Send your contributions to Bagels and Blessings, Post Office Box 192, Scottsville, New York, 14546-0192. And you're invited to come and experience Messianic worship in person Saturday morning Mornings at 10 a.m., 2.50, Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. This just in, I've got some fabulous music from Jamie Ellen de Oliveira, and you are going to love it. She has an amazing voice, and I'm so excited that I just got this, and I can make it available for you to listen now.
this is Ethel Chadwick. You're listening to Bagels and Blessings. We're enjoying the music of Jamie Ellen de Oliveira. Stay tuned for my interview with her coming up in just a few moments.
That was just a beautiful song about the Lamb of God. And now here's my interview with Jamie Ellen de Oliveira. Enjoy. Jamie Ellen de Oliveira, welcome to Bagels and Blessings. Thank you so much, Ethel. Thank you for having me. I am excited to hear all about you. Let's start with your childhood. Were you raised in a traditional Jewish home? Oh, okay. Um, well, yes. Uh, we were, I, I would say that it was traditional to a point. Um, both my parents being Jewish um, by birth, but not necessarily practicing Judaism so much, although we did go to synagogue, I would say, mostly on high holidays and stuff like that. So we did observe, you know, um, the holidays. Did and, your, of course, Hanukkah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did your family ever warn you against associating with Christians, or did you ever hear any bad things about Jesus? Well, no, I don't know about bad things, just that Jewish people did not believe in Jesus like Christians would believe in Jesus. I think it kind of goes to what Marty Getz always says, there was there were us and there were them. <laughs> and and not, that, not that there was anything wrong with them, but we were us. So I would say that. I see. So how did you end up finding out that Jesus was, in fact, the Messiah? So that is a little bit of a story that I would love to share. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it kind of started, in, uh, the Lord started planting seeds with me when I was probably around 11 or 12 years old. Um, I would uh, spend time with my best friend at that time, and I would sleep over at their house a lot. And when I would stay over on a Saturday night, I would always end up going to church with them on Sunday morning. Um, didn't really think a whole lot about it, but I'm sure that I had heard some things there that was the beginning of planting seeds. And then as I got a little bit older, I do remember um, some girls coming around. I worked in the mall uh, in the food court. I was maybe 15 years old or so, and these girls started sharing with me, giving me a track track and telling me or tracked and telling me about Jesus and and you know I let them share but I didn't really receive any of it but as the Bible says God's word does not return void um, when I was in high school and I think this was the biggest seed um, the drama department it was my first year in high school and the drama department was putting on a production of Godspell and um, at the end I just started weeping like it was out of the blue. It was one of those very ugly cries, and I could not stop crying. I was with my mother, just the two of us, and she was looking at me like, what is wrong with you? Um, and, you know, in retrospect, of course, I could look back on that, um, how the Lord used it. And then years later, I was 21, and um, 
I will say that in my background, I used to sing in nightclubs and bars, and I did dinner theater work, and my mom had been on Broadway before she married my dad. She was, wow. uh, yeah, she was in Carousel with John Raitt, I think Gordon McRae, people like that. That's Bonnie Raitt's dad, John Raitt, just in case you're not old enough to remember John Raitt. Um, Well, not you, other people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks. And and she was in Finian's Rainbow and um, several things like that. She had her own, uh, it was a black and white children's television program, Connie's Tots or Talent Tots or something like that in the 50s. Anyway, so so my mom, I kind of followed after her. I was brought up mostly on Broadway musicals. We would sit at the piano. I have memories of sitting at the piano with her when I was three years old. And, you know, uh, we would, she would always play different record albums of different musicals when we'd have dinner. And so I kind of grew up on all of that. And that's what I thought I wanted to do with my life was, you know, Broadway. And so... Um, that was sort of the goal. And then, um, so here we are at Godspell and I'm crying. And, um, and after that, I kind of, or really before that, I had started going astray with, with getting involved in drugs and um, all the kinds of things that, that I hate talking about because I don't like to give the devil a foothold here. But um, because all glory to God, for sure. Um, but I was going down a wrong path. And, um, so when I was 21, uh, well, I'm sorry, I keep, I keep thinking of things, but when I would go, um, before I became a believer, anytime I would step foot into a church, if it was for a wedding or a funeral or something, there was always sort of a warm kind of feeling that would surround me, and I never understood it until I came to the Lord. Um, and so I want to preface what I'm saying with that. Okay. So I was at my best friend at the time. I was her maid of honor. I was 21 and um, had heard that the photographer that she had hired See, this is a longer story than you anticipated. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) I'm enjoying it, darling. I'm enjoying it. Good, good, good. So the photographer had canceled and she got somebody else. And um, so I remember at the wedding having a conversation with him. And I don't remember exactly why, but I shared a little bit about my life with him and the things that I was doing. And, you know, things were not so great at that time. And he basically, you know, said to me, you know, in not so many words, hey, kid, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. And he was Jewish. I knew he was Jewish. And he shared with me about Yeshua. And I didn't even know what Yeshua meant at that moment. And so he told me Jesus. And I was in shock and I got angry at him and I said, how could you believe in Jesus? You're Jewish and, you know, shame on you and whatever I said. I don't recall. Just a couple of years ago. Haha. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, but really, he wouldn't stop telling me all these different things. And I finally wound up praying with him, I think, more to appease him than because I actually believed what he was saying. 
but I did pray with him. And in the following couple of weeks, I found myself, you know, driving alone in my car. And I remember talking out loud. And I think I sort of challenged God, like, if you're real, you'll hear that from different people. You know, if you're real, show yourself to me, kind of a prayer. And that same warmth that I had felt in those churches surrounded me in my car. And it was pretty overwhelming. And I can only say that from that time, and I, that was in 1981, so you can do the math. I don't care if people know how old I am. <laughs> but, uh, you know, from that time on, my life started to change. And, um, uh, gosh, well, then I could get into the whole music thing from there, but... But that's how it started. Tell that's, me about that, that is how I came to the Lord. That's wonderful, Jamie. Well, tell me briefly about some of the ways your life changed. Yes. Um, the whole thing with drugs and drinking and and all of those kinds of things that tie with that. Um, I would say especially with the drugs and the drinking, a lot of people, they get saved and they're instantly delivered. And then there's people like me that it's a process. You know, the Lord does different things with different people. And he was very patient with me. So I would say it was about a year and a half before I was completely done with drugs, you know, and and drinking the way that I had been drinking and, and all of those things. So, um, and then, you know, I was starting to feel like, Maybe I shouldn't be singing in clubs and doing this kind of music and, and stuff like that. And so I had prayed a prayer and I said, Lord, if, you know, if you want me to sing, you know, Christian or Messianic kind of music. Well, I don't think I said Messianic at that time because I didn't even know what Messianic meant at that time. <laughs> so if you want me to sing for you then open a door for me to sing for you and I'll stop singing the secular music. And he very clearly said to me, even as a, a very young babe in the Lord, he said, no, you stop singing in the clubs and everything and then I'll open the door for you. And oh. that is really the character of God because he wants us to go out on that, you know, tree limb of faith and trust him to catch us and that's what I did. It was scary. And, you know, truly, I had enjoyed all the things that I was involved in, whether it had been drugs or, you know, those kinds of people in my life or singing in the clubs, any of that stuff. I had enjoyed it. So I knew how supernatural, you know, that was. And what happened when I prayed that and I stopped doing the clubs and everything within a few weeks... Um, I had been invited to um, a concert with a, f with a believing friend um, at a church in Fort Lauderdale, uh, a group called the Spurlows and the Festival of Praise. I don't know if you ever heard of them. No, I haven't. Yeah. And so um, the Festival of Praise was a, was a group, a choir, that they would actually... Um, Hey, to go on the road with this group, the Spurlows, which was a core group of 10, ten singers, um, and just just for the 
I mean, it wasn't a lot of money. I don't know what they paid, but just for the fun of touring and, you know, getting that experience and, and all of those things. And so at the uh, intermission of this concert, the director made an announcement that they were going to stay in town for a day or two because they, you know, go to different cities and states and stuff on their bus. And um, because they were going to audition for a soprano soloist for this core group of 10, the Spurlows, for, you know, a female, they had a male soloist. And then they uh, were auditioning and my girlfriend elbowed me. And I said, nah, <laughs> you know. Eh, I don't know. And then at the end of the concert, I, I did indeed go and speak to him. And the next day I auditioned. I found out they had been looking for a soprano soloist for like almost three years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They just had not found the right person. And all I can tell you is that like two weeks later, I was in Louisiana somewhere traveling as their soloist. That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, I remember meeting you. I think it was... 2008 maybe and i remember actually 2006 six, six. i do remember oh, yes okay. and i'm gonna let you tell the story about how we met but i just want to say that having never heard you sing before i was like waiting for glass to start breaking at any moment i just thought wow she has this booming powerful gorgeous voice and I was very impressed, but please do tell the listeners how well, that happened. Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know that I remember the whole story. I would, I would, I would like it if you'd start the story, because I'm not sure I remember all these details. So, well, my friend Faith Yesner had told me that about that they were looking for people to join the cast of Mendel and Moses. That it was okay. being put on by Jeremiah Ginsburg, and that they were going to be doing it at the conference that year and so right. I somehow found my way into the cast and take it from there <laughs> well that I know that much I know but I thought you were you there was something else that I didn't know that I no remember, no but, that, that's okay. all I remember well, <laughs> I mean we did a concert version meaning it wasn't like a full-blown out um performance of, like, with costumes and you know orchestra and all of that it was a concert version where we um sang the music and did some of the dialogue um holding our show. scripts holding our scripts <laughs> holding our holding our books yeah it wasn't off book um which is something else that i am doing with them but i'll tell you about that um and this is he's written a, you know i think five maybe five maybe even six different musicals at this point um but Mendel and Moses is one of my favorites and so yeah we um we met each other in the cast we did some silly songs in the show together um gosh I know you are part of the one that's called Frogs and, uh, and don't forget my famous line my famous line Moses fly, fly lice <laughs> no no Moses do you have a brother? Yeah, do you have a brother? Yeah, 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 yeah. Aww. So we had a lot, yeah, we had a lot of fun in that show. And then I think also at the same conference, we did sing, didn't we sing some praise and worship together somewhere? I don't remember. I it's Endless. a little fuzzy. It a different year. It's a little fuzzy, you know, up there now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's 17 years ago. I so. know, and we, we stayed in touch, you know, via social media and stuff, and I, I knew that someday 
you know, yeah. that I would love to interview you, and today is that day, and I'm, I'm thrilled. So you said uh, Jeremiah's working on another play. What's going on? So, well, I've been involved with them for, gosh, since the early 80s. Um, it's a whole, I won't get into the whole story because how I met them, but it was actually um, through my mother. They were living in New York at the time, and I wound up sending them a cassette tape of an aria that I recorded, and and they wanted to work with me, and then they wound up moving to Fort Lauderdale, and we went to the same Messianic congregation together for many years, and so um, off and on, you know, they've had different casts for different shows, and and um, he's been doing this for a long, long time, but right now we're in production with... Um, his show called Mendel's Messiah, which formerly was called Raboni. Um, some of you may have heard of that. And um, I am playing, I've been with them long enough that I am now playing the mother of Yeshua. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I've been with them long enough that I used to be the ingenue with them, but uh, no no more. So, um, but it's a beautiful role, and there's a there's actually a, a song that I sing, um, a solo song that I sing in the show after Yeshua is crucified, which uh, Jeremiah only wrote recently. It's called Tatala Tatala, and um, in Yiddish that would basically be my son, my Aww. son my sweet son, you know, and so, um, it's a very emotional piece, and, um, so, yeah, we've been rehearsing as of late, we have a, a New York Broadway costume designer, and, you know, uh, live musicians, and, and all kinds of things, we have a, uh, a group of, uh, ballet dancers, well, dancers, um, from the group Ballet Magnificat, which is a Christian ministry of dancers, beautiful group. And um, so it's, uh, it is in production at this moment. And that's what's going on with that. Wow. Your, your mother must be, uh, I don't know if she's still alive, but she, she must be, or she must have been so very, very proud. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like to have a, a parent who was a Broadway star. And I'm wondering, did you take voice lessons, or are you just gifted with natural talent? You're very sweet. Um, well, first to answer the first part is my mom did pass away about a year and a half ago. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And she was 97 years old, so wow. she, she did have a very long life. Um, she was proud, I would say, of my talent, but of course, she wasn't a believer. Um, she had actually uh, been, she and my only sibling, my sister, um, were, and my sister still is, involved in a sect of Buddhism, so Jewish Buddhists, Oy you know, they say Jewish people are searching yep. and uh, they're just looking for love in all the wrong places, as they say. I'm telling you. Wow. So, yeah. So she was proud of my talent, but certainly when I first came to the Lord, especially, it was really rough on her. Of course, I could turn around and say, look what you're doing. So, Yeah, really? Oy. Really. Um, but, um, yeah, because when I first came to the Lord, um, you know, the, the goal was Broadway, 
And my family had had connections back in the day with the William Morris um, company or whatever. Oh, I've heard of, them. heard of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. A, a million famous... years ago. And, and yeah. so, you know, things could have possibly happened, but that's not what the Lord wanted. No. I had also, through my father, who was living in Chicago at the time, had connections at the Lyric Opera School. And so he had set up an audition for me. Um, right, just, I would say the, a few months before I came to the Lord, and they they were offering me a scholarship to the Lyric Opera School, and I turned it down. My dad wanted to, you know, hit me over the head. But <laughs> even though I wasn't saved yet, I just knew me well enough to know that I enjoyed singing too many different kinds of music, and I didn't want to devote my life to just studying languages and singing opera, sure. so... God had other plans, you know. And what about training? Did you have any training? I did. Um, I begged my mother to let me start uh, lessons when I was young, young, but because she knew better and the changes that the bodies go through, um, she made me wait till I was 16, which, you know, I'm grateful for now. And now I have my own students, and I try to uphold that rule. I'm not always successful. You know, at it, I do have a 13-year-old student um, that uh, really just really wanted to study, so I try to just be gentle with her, you know. But yes, I did study um, for, for several years, and, and honestly, I think we're never, you know, we've never arrived because having what you'd call a third ear is always beneficial. We can fall into bad habits technically and whatever, so... Um, I always appreciate if I can get a lesson in here or there my own self. Oh, sure. Well, we're just about at the end of our time together. It has just been delightful to talk to you. But before we end the interview, I'm wondering if there's any particular way you would like the listeners to be praying for you. Oh, gosh. Um, well, certainly they can They can always pray for, um, you know, uh, whatever direction the Lord would take them in to pray for me, you know, um, family and and ministry and all those things but really honestly where we're at right now i i it would be i think more beneficial to just continue to pray for israel um and what's going on there it's it's a nightmare and uh, i've spent a lot of time crying in the last week or so as i'm sure many have yes but having been there you know several times and um a piece of my heart is there, and I have a lot of friends that still, you know, that do live in Israel that I'm so concerned for, and I am checking in with one of them in particular every other day or so. Um, that's really where people could pray. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jamie, this has just been fantastic, and you know, it was worth waiting for. <laughs> oh, thank you, and I'm so sorry that, you know, I know you've tried to... Uh, to get me to do this for a long, long time, and, and it's just not been the right time, but now it is, and I'm, I'm grateful for it, Ethel. Thank you. You're welcome. So until we meet again, uh, I'll just say shalom for now, and thank you. Shalom. Thank you. She certainly was worth waiting for, and here is one more song from Jamie Ellen de Oliveira called Panim El Panim, which means face to face.
Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is Ethel Chadwick saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be with you. Remember, every day of your life is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Shalom. Shalom.